Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people here impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, head of content here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. And today I'm joined by Daniel Bren. Daniel is the co-founder and CEO at Otorio, and we're going to be talking about OT security and why it's needed by critical infrastructures. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure to be here with you today, and uh, I hope it will be interesting for the audience. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Good to have you on today, sir. Um, just for those who aren't aware of you know, who you are and uh, what Otorio do, could you just uh, give our audience a quick 30 seconds intro into, um, into yourself and what you've got going on? Yeah, with pleasure. So I've been practicing cybersecurity long before we used to call it cybersecurity, almost nearly... 30 years, uh, different uh, roles and positions within the Israeli government and Israeli Defense Forces. Uh, and, and for most of my time was around uh, cyber defense and making sure that operations are resilient. About six years ago, uh, I founded with my co-founders, Eirtar, the CTO, and an engineering uh, firm, Austrian engineering firm named Landritz, Otorio with the intention to bring safety and resilient operations to the OT environments. Yeah, that's perfect. And just, you know, for those who who perhaps aren't um, fully up to date with OT security, um, how would you define it? And how has its importance in the market really grown over the last few years? So I think that we, we should understand the, uh, the DNA that OT brings to the, to the market or to, to our customers, to organizations. OT is the technology that drives processes, both in manufacturing or in, in the, uh, other, in utilities, in energy, in oil and gas. And, and, and over the last 30 years, it was the, uh, the, the purpose of, of leveraging OT was to, uh, automate and digitalize, hence bring more effectiveness and efficiency to the, to the business processes or to the, and, and, and once we uh, got to a point in time where, uh, organizations are heavily, uh, depending on the OT technology in their uh, daily operations, and they started innovating and opening those environments, um, in order to infuse and, and, and import, uh, even more innovation, uh, and more advanced technologies, they've basically opened themselves to an associated risk that comes with that. So, uh, if I need to, to say a simple, um, raison d'etre, if I may, OT security is, is the, uh, is the process that will, or the capability that will, uh, build resiliency and compliancy into the OT environments which run the business operations for those organizations. That makes sense. So why is OT security needed, especially by critical infrastructures? And are there any challenges unique to that sector that OT security really helps solve? Yes. So so first of all, thank you for the question. And, and uh, I would like just to start and say that what we used to call critical infrastructure 10 years ago is, was a subset of what we're 
calling critical infrastructure today. If we, we look at the new regulations that are coming both in Europe, in the UK, and in the United States or in Canada, we can see that uh, many industries are falling today into the into the uh, definition of critical infrastructure. And they are critical to the uh, well-beingness and, and, and life, uh, life processes that each and every one of us depend today, whether it's transportation, health, uh, utilities, water and electricity, uh, and, and, other, and other areas that are very important to, to the economy of, of our countries. So, so um, as, as I said in the previous, or as I mentioned in the previous answer, uh, those type of industries want to be more effective, more efficient in a, in a global world, uh, open themselves to supply chain. And so, so their OT security is crucial, I would say, uh, and, and when uh, correctly performed to maintain uh, continuous operations, which are uh, important uh, to get service, services uh, to each and every one of us. This is why we see governments uh, and boards uh, significantly looking at OT security just to maintain and, and to ensure that their businesses are uh, running properly and, and without any disturbance. Yeah, that makes sense. And obviously, we talk about resilient operations there. Um, how can you, you know, empower operational and security teams to proactively manage that digital risk and help actually build that resilient operation? So, so I would say a couple of things. First of all, you need to take a risk-based approach. So, uh, in, in, until now, in most cases, we have uh, used a detection and response type of uh, philosophy. It is important to have detection and response capabilities within the organization, but as a second layer of defense. The first, the first year, the first layer of defense should be: let's identify our exposures, let's identify our risks, or what we call the risk-based approach. And this is key to an effective OT security strategy. Uh, the second part that you mentioned is. Um, that we should address when we're talking about the practitioners or the different uh, teams that, that you mentioned is uh, that they, you need to serve two teams that need to collaborate. The OT team, which are uh, very, they are experts in the OT automation and digitalization, and also the IT and CISO teams, which have a more understanding on the cybersecurity part. Now, only when they collaborate together, they can achieve this uh, uh, framework and process of, of risk-based approach. And, and um, you can do that by, uh, first of all, building a joint framework uh, with processes. And secondly, leveraging a sol solution like ours that understands the unique nuances of their uh, operational environments and tailors the, the workbenches to support uh, this risk identification and risk mitigation processes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Daniel. And um, just kind of like moving forward to, you know, 2024 and beyond, um, what does the future of OT security really look like? And how is Atorio right at the forefront of that? So based on my experience before Atorio and with uh, our uh, main customers with Atorio, I would say that the, the future lies with those who are and who understand that the maturity of the OT security is a process that uh, is comprised by multiple phases 
that depend on your maturity phase today. If you're just an initial uh, player, then you, you're starting to build the visibility map, which is consists of uh, the asset inventory, and it needs to be very detailed and very accurate. And then uh, you put on that the vulnerability management processes, and we need to, re- to remind ourselves that uh, patching in the OT environment is, is uh, mostly unused or not relevant. And then from there, you, you, you're starting to map the, the different relationships, the exposures, and quantify the potential risk to, to the business impact, and then prioritize your actions. This is, this is a, a multi-stage or multi-phase type of, of uh, maturity journey uh, that, that you need to cover. And only customers that understand that this is, this is the journey uh, that they, they need to go and, and leverage the proper technology to, um, I would say, be appropriate to take them through this, the different uh, maturity stages and, and provide them with the, not only the outcomes, the value for those type, and I'll give some examples in a second, for the phase that they are currently in, but also answer the question, what else, what, what is the next thing that will come? So, so first of all and foremost, and I think that on, on this uh, part, Autorio differentiates from most other uh, players in the market is contextualizing all the, all the findings to the business impact. So, so in most cases, when you have an asset inventory and it is a technical asset inventory, it's like an S-bomb. It's, it will show you the, the different uh, elements that you have in the system. But if you are adding one small item, which is very challenging to add automatically, and we have a patent on that, uh, the, the business role of this asset, then uh, the decisions that you can take based on the insights are much more efficient and definitely more effective. And, and they will help you to close the gap between the level of risk that you are exposed currently to the level of risk that or the risk appetite that you, you want to get uh, once you're finishing this uh, uh, journey. And, 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 and the main benefit of uh, taking this approach is that you're staying ahead of the risks uh, with a proactive elimination uh, and preemptive measures, and, and you don't have to deal with the consequences of a successful uh, breach. Now, if I need to give our audience two advices, I would say be proactive about identifying the exposures and, and, and use the preemptive uh, measures to, to deal with that. And on the second, on the second part, uh, prioritize according to the business impact that, that will enable you to do, uh, this process with, uh, a limited, with limited resources that each and every one of us have today. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I think a lot of people will, will find some kind of clarity within that. And, and just to kind of run things out, um, just to dial it down to the, the pure basics. Um, if you could offer one piece of advice to, you know, a security leader within the critical infrastructure space that maybe is a little bit at a loss um, as to how to, you know, really ensure going into the new year and beyond that they do have those resilient operations. Um, do you kind of have any words of wisdom um, as to how they could achieve that? I would quote uh, a famous hockey player, Canadian one, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky 
usually said that a good hockey player will skate where the puck is, uh, a great one will skate where the puck is going to be. So, so embracing a risk-based approach in OT cybersecurity, uh, it is the right way to make sure that you're always ahead of the curve. So, so the, 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 if I need to provide a single piece of advice, change from the traditional detection and response methodologies to a risk-based approach philosophy. Now, uh, I, I, uh, I know that it was a very short uh, podcast, but uh, I do invite all the audience to uh, enter our website and, and they can find uh, many details and, and a, a much more elaborated uh, discussion that will help them take that into the next year. Makes a lot of sense, Danny. Thank you so much for coming on to the uh, podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for having me and it was my pleasure. Stay safe. And also thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to this episode as well. And we hope you took a lot away uh, from today's podcast. For further information what we talked about, please head on over to otorio.com. That's O-T-O-R-I-O.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. But until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, please head on over to em360tech.com.